You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. Welcome back to another episode of VHS Gems, the Geek Elite Media podcast, where we open up the treasure box of VHS films from our nostalgia-filled childhoods and deem whether or not they are the sparkling diamonds that we remember or if they're just dust off of coal. Um, this is Jessica, and joining me as always is John. Hello. And we have today a special guest. So he's from the podcast Let's Rewatch, but he also is a novelist of the novel Space Trippin'. We have Pat Edwards with us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest. Our first guest for John and I. So. Oh, my gosh. This is a lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to that. Um, oh, no. Be funny. Be funny. Okay. Don't screw this up. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, no, that's great. No, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so we um, got connected through Mitch because mm-hmm. y'all are part of the uh, the Geek Elite Media Network. And yep. my show that I, uh, one of the co-hosts of Let's Rewatch is part of the Certain POV mm-hmm. Network. And our two networks have something of uh, a little friendship going up. You know, I, I know Mitch has been a longtime listener of, of my show, Let's Rewatch. Actually, I think he was listening before I was a host of it because I'm not an original host. I, oh, I, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a replacement host. Uh, it's been a couple of years now, but <laughs> but I know our our two networks are uh, are chummy. And yeah. There's been a lot of crossover. And I had reached out to Mitch saying, hey, I got some stuff coming up. I'd love to, if you got, you know. Any interesting shows? I'd love to jump in on one. And uh, he brought up y'all, and and I will jump at any opportunity to talk about like an '80s <laughs> sci-fi or fantasy movie any day. I'm here for that. Oh yeah, and we got I think is a good '80s sci-fi movie, which I actually had not watched before this, so I'm excited to talk about it as a new watcher. Um, we are watching. Well, we watched. Um, the Last Starfighter from 1984. So. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great. Oh, I watched it. <laughs> Have you watched it before, Pat? Once, long time ago. Um, I was gonna say 1984, great year for people. I was born in 1984, so you know. Oh yeah. Dating myself, excellent year. I, I'm I'm biased, but uh, so. Uh, 
Yes, I have seen it one other time when I was a child, a kid, and mm-hmm. have not seen it since. Um, I, there's a lot to talk. It's not the longest <laughs> movie, but we got some stuff to talk about. I got notes. It's it's <laughs> there's definitely some cho- choices were made. Yeah, a lot. It 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 was as a first time watch. It's not the worst 1980s sci-fi movie. <laughs> I definitely understand why this when I'm 30 is now the first time I'm watching this movie though. <laughs> like why it kind of flew under the radar for me. Why it's not like just some top shelf classic that everyone raves yeah, about. And or even like why? a cult classic. I think, I think the most I knew about this movie before going in was, I feel like it was referenced a lot in the ready player one book. And I had read that. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a movie. And it, I feel like this movie is referenced a lot in a lot of geeky cultural movies and stuff. But I had never gotten around to watching it till now. Say, which yeah. is very inception-y of it because this movie is just a movie of references of, of its contemporaries. <laughs> of, of, this is just nothing but references. If you want to be super forgiving, it's a movie of homages. Yeah. I could see that it pulled from a lot of stuff that I've seen. And 1984, I think, was a huge year for sci-fi in general. Uh-huh. I think most of the movies we've done for VHS Gems, they've been from 1984. It's funny doing shows like this, how – so we on Let's Rewatch, we always say 1993 is like our our official year. Like the, the official sponsor year because it's got I think it's the most movies by far. Jurassic Park was mm-hmm. ninety three and yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny how the way trends go with media. How there's just some years that just all these crazy movies came out or all these that fit certain genres and or certain uh, podcasts. Yeah. So you'd seen this before, right, John? Because oh, you yeah, were the one who absolutely. recommended it for our podcast. <laughs> absolutely, <Pat>. yeah. <laughs> this is this movie comprises the third in what I like to call my space exploration trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, three mm-hmm. movies that have nothing to do with each other, but the theme of just a young guy that ends up getting swept in like a space adventure. Yeah. Uh, so the other two we've already covered. Yeah, we've done Flight of the Navigator and uh, the Explorers. Oh, the Explorers! Oh, the so, Explorers! Yeah, so all three of, yeah, when I was a when when these movies came out and I was right at that perfect age, I wanted nothing more than just to be taken away in the spaceship somewhere and go fight aliens mm-hmm. or something. So this one more so because it also incorporates the video game element and of course I have just gotten my brand new Nintendo Entertainment System right around this time. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was, this is like I'm preparing for this. Like I <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. You just, man, nostalgia bomb just exploded in my brain, my head my uh, with Explorers. I'm thinking about the aliens and then the one, like, I thought they were so funny as a kid and fighting with the one, fighting with her dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that one was a trip. It started out, it it just took a turn. <laughs> I was not expecting. It gets wacky. It gets wacky, but it was fun, and it was it was still a good time. And and this new is a lot of fun, and it had a lot more. I mean, I guess it's very early on CGI, and it used it a lot mm-hmm. for what I felt the year. It was heavy CGI to me. 
I thought I remember hearing something. It was one of the first, and that was part of their marketing. And I could be so far off here, but I thought I remember hearing that that part of their marketing was we're using computer graphics, not like that was like now I feel like now we hear it's all practical effects. We're like, yes, please. Thank you. Yeah. We're so tired of this like styrofoam CGI crap. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think it was the other way where it's like, this is everything. All, all the, all the visual effects are computer generated. Isn't that yeah. fucking wild? Or can I swear on this show? Uh, yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, should have asked. Uh, we're, we're sailors on let's rewatch. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I know some people, uh, uh, should have asked ahead of time. So I should have um, told you ahead of time too. And I meant to, and I did not. No, yeah, no okay. I, I, I'm a sailor as well sometimes too, especially okay. for very ridiculous films. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I thought I remember hearing something to that effect where it was, they were really playing that up was you're not going to believe how real these computer generated effects are going to look. And, (laughs) and it took me like watching it. I was like, Oh, this is 84. Like, don't be so harsh on the computer generated. Like, but I was still like, wow, I I was slightly impressed because I was like, you know what? That uh, that looks like an N sixty four video game from like ten years from when this film was made. So I was like, you know what? That actually is pretty yeah. good. I got I just, big video game vibes from it too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, especially the the mountain texture. It looks straight up out of I think um that, Star Wars. I, yes. Okay. Nineteen sixty four Star Wars. Jessica. Squadron. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. bro, yeah. 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 The sixty like. I don't know exactly that game, but it, it's funny you say that because I was, I was watching. I was like, I swear to God, I've played this game. I've played this video game, or like these, <laughs> they they stole these these same files were used in a in a game in the yeah. mountains too. Like I've I've flown a spaceship over like mountains like this in some like late eighties, early nineties video game. Yeah, and like the um, poof explosions with the white and yellow crackle at the end. I was like, this mm-hmm. is like Star Fox and. What? That's it. Star Fox 64. Yeah. I, I think it's very Star Fox 64. <laughs> yeah. I just, I played the Star Wars one more because Star Fox, I always had to borrow from a friend, but <laughs> I can't even remember. You know, John, what's the Star Wars one I'm thinking of? Luke Squadron? Is that what yeah, it was Rogue called? Squadron? Rogue Squadron. That's Rogue what Squadron. it was called. Rogue well, there was also a N64 Star Wars game, Shadow of the Empire, based on that book. One of the, it's like one of the more popular Star Wars novelizations. That one was good time. too. Oh yeah, I, I didn't get that one, but I got the X Wing trying to take down the Atats and failing at it miserably. <laughs> but <laughs> loved that game still. All right, but we could talk about Star Wars all day, as our listeners know. So let's get to the last Starfighter. Um anything you'd like to say, John, before we go into the plot of this? Yes, so this movie was directed by Nick Castle. Um, horror fans will be familiar with this name because this is a friend of John Carpenter and Dan O'Bannon, okay. and he was Michael Myers in the first Halloween. Ooh! And he went off to become a director and eventually reprised the role of Michael Myers in the most recent uh, iterations of uh, the rebooted series. Like he was the body. Like the shape, yes. or as it's called in the script, he was the shape. It's just yes. called the shape. 
Yes, uh, he, he, he was the original shape, and he went on to become a relatively successful director. Some movies which might surprise you. He directed the um, was it Walter Matthau, uh, starring Dennis the Menace movie. The okay. First one. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Which he yeah. did a really good job. Like I, that's one of my favorite early '90s movies. Like around the time of like home alone did mm-hmm. quite a few movies the boy who could fly major pain the damon wayans movie um mm-hmm. then didn't really do anything for a good stretch of time did a few other things afterwards um but like i said most recently kind of went back and strapped on the william shatner mask to be michael myers again i was about to say jason and i know it's gonna get roasted by my <laughs> horror fan friends oh yeah. man r.i.p or mentions yeah, but uh, yeah, just it's a weird trajectory for someone to have to be an iconic horror movie like character, and then like, eh, I'm gonna do something else and kind of do really good at that too. Not like super crazy successful, obviously, because Last Starfighter is a bit of a cult classic. Um, wouldn't necessarily say that Dennis the Menace is up there in the Home Alone range, but not too shabby. I mean, made talk about VHS gems. I definitely owned the VHS of Major Pain and watched that a <laughs> yeah. lot. Yeah, that movie was um, that was peak Damon Wayans right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'll have to add that one to my list. Um, so plot wise, the last Starfighter, we meet Alex Rogan, who is a teenager living in a trailer park with his <laughs> mom. Younger brother, Lois. Lewis, not Lois, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. And he is, he's got the perfect girlfriend, Maggie. And just as any 1980s lead. And there are needs no phones have. in the yeah. trailer park because all they do is yell at each other. Yeah, all they do is <laughs> yell at each other. Was, I have very small children. I have um, two toddlers and a three month old mm-hmm. newborn. Um, and I got anxiety that opening scene because everyone's just yelling. Everyone's just constantly yelling at the top yep. of their lungs across. It's just it's like, stop, stop yelling. Stop yelling. Walk. Nothing. It's but not noise. that big. Walk <laughs> over and talk to them. Or <laughs> no. It feels like a throwback to like an older time when it was like a small little village and everybody's in each other's business all the time because there's nothing mm-hmm. else to do. Yeah, it actually was kind of a sweet little area to live in, I think. I mean, everybody was helping each other. They had yeah. a little community center. Yeah, Probably the, the most yes. unrealistic aspect of this movie, even to this day, is the fact that everybody crowded around him and cheered him on just for getting I to high school. I disagree, John. He was the first esports <laughs> no, star. He was, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what it is. And it's that tiny thing. So Alex clearly trying to get out of here to do something go to another college i don't think it's ever said what he wants to do just that just he wants to go to college backwater Bad. yeah he doesn't want to yeah. be targeted womp rants anymore he wants to go off and join the academy yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean we might as well rip that bandit off this movie lifted a lot this movie it yeah it yeah you can see some influences. You might, if, if listener, if you, there's this, there's this little film franchise called a Star War, and um, <laughs> it also is about the first original is about a young man who lives in this small town area, kind of in the middle of nowhere, who who dreams of bigger things out in out in the 
world. Um, yep. Through some unforeseen circumstances, get thrust into like a major battle against the the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, both of these are actually ripping off Arthurian legend, and that's made clear true. in two different oh, yeah. scenes here, mm-hmm. because they do make a reference that the video game is essentially an Excalibur-style, yeah. uh, I guess, project that the character Centuri- Cent- Centurion? Centurion, yeah. Yes, Centaurian uh, or something, yeah. Centauri, the guy? Centauri, yeah, yes. Centauri. I, want to talk, I mean, we'll talk about him. I have so much... I, I want to talk about Centauri a lot. But. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But him. Specifically from my research into this, apparently the writer was inspired by going into an arcade and thought, what if a video game was the sword in the stone? And mm. getting the high score meant that you were the worthy one. And that's that was the entire impetus for this whole plot, mm-hmm. which Arthurian legend also is very much what inspires um, Star Wars and the hero's journey. You know, you got the elder statesman or um, wise character that ushers him into the world unwillingly um, and kind of thrusts him into greatness. Absolutely. Yep. It really is a good example of Hero's Journey. Um, I also would like to say that like Star Wars, it is also a good example of a, what do they call it? Mary Sue. (laughs) But they're not going to say it is because... They're men and not women. So. No, it's it's a Gary Sue if it's a man. Oh, is it Gary Sue? I say, I say okay. Larry Sue. <laughs> Larry Sue. So we do have a term for it now, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's He's just naturally good at this Starfighter video game. This universe is the f- force is video games. Yep. <laughs> Are you really good? At- well, it's um, hand coordination. Apparently. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah it, it's hand eye coordination. Although there is a scene later on where I was just, I was like, use the force, Alex, just use yeah. the force. I mean, it was very, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's there. I mean, and I don't blame. I 100% to blame him. This movie was definitely, and, and John, you might have re- actual research, not just my wild conjecture to counter contradict this and that's fine but i feel like it's very because 84 the first two star wars had come out at least if not no, all, all three, three. That, all three, all three had been out. out yeah so yeah obviously that was a okay we need to get in on this this trend this cash cow and um so i feel like unless i'm wrong like there's definitely uh, maybe not from the original creator writer of the script, but definitely the executives who greenlit it. Right. We're like, Oh yeah. We, cause uh, even the score, whoever the composer, they got, you know, John Williams light in there because <laughs> it was very John Williamsy, the score of this. Um, uh, honestly, I feel like the score was the weakest part of the movie for me. Really? The, really? the score was the we- yeah, I felt like it just didn't really. Uh, it definitely was trying for some pretty epic uh, feelings, um, but like didn't after watching Crawl, yeah, I'm like, oh, like there's oh, some Krull. hits and there's some. You did Crawl? We did. Oh yeah, we did do Crawl oh. a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that hurt. Oh, I'll I listen to that one. I Is it out yet? Warned. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll look for it. I'll go back and listen to I that think one. that's the one I haven't gone back and re-listened to just because it was such a miserable experience overall. How dare you? That movie's great. <laughs> it was it was it's, a trip to watch. It, it, I could it's say not. that. It's <laughs> it was it was something. There are you know what's funny though? There are if you take a deep dive into 80s fantasy or sci-fi fantasy, 
there are so many crawl is entertaining in my opinion at least it's like not good movie but it's entertaining bad there are a lot of bad 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 movies that tried to replicate like replicate either star wars success or like the conan movie's success um Mm. there's a lot of very bad very just bad 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 not even fun to watch like bad no yeah there's 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 some horrendous low budget sword and sorcery in the 80s that never quite got to there let's talk about alex rogan who's kind of a dick of a friend he's really like (laughs) His line about like, I think I'm gonna stick around here with you, watch you sign your shine your truck and go to col- city college with you all. It's like, oh, okay, elitist. Yeah. Like you can be like, I have this dream and I want to follow it that doesn't have to be conveyed in a way that you don't have like, to be like I'm better than you people. Yes, yes, yes. And clearly he's not because he is rejected for the scholarships. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> or loan or whatever it was that mm-hmm. he was trying to get. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I think his loan was denied. Yeah. I didn't really find out for what, though, but I think they kept it intentionally vague so it's more relatable. I just imagine like a student loan. Yeah. Yeah, it probably but, I mean, was a give- student loan. But but to me, I was like, there's no way they wouldn't, they would deny somebody for a student well, loan because they want your life. Maybe, so. yeah, maybe they had a shred of ethics at that time. <laughs> maybe. I was like, I don't like, know. I don't <laughs> I was like, oh, no, he lives in a trailer park. We're never getting this money back. Yeah, as opposed to we can just own you for the rest of life. We'll still not get our money back, but we'll own you at least. <laughs> and you can't even file for bankruptcy. I think, I think a college education was still kind of reasonable in 84, though. So it yeah, like we would even have been that much money back then. The college education um price went up in the early 90s i think was when it started to climb and it did a rapid climb when i was in i think high school or middle school so around 2000 i think it did a rapid doesn't even make sense climb but that is neither here nor there because i am not a money expert (laughs) so um but yes alex plays a game called starfighter and on the if it was the day he got rejected from the loan, he goes to play it in frustration and he ends up getting close to beating the whoever had the best high score before because you're never going to find that out. And the whole trailer park comes and cheers, as you mentioned. And it's like, you are amazing at video games. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see the argument for that scene either way. I can see like that's a little ridiculous, but I could also see the argument where it's like, no, this is like their thing for this little community because it's like their one piece of technology. Yeah. And and arcade games are still are pretty novel at this mm-hmm. time. And it's like we have this cool thing and everyone does it. Yeah, we got nothing else to do. Probably plays it. Mm-hmm. And he's just the best at it, and he boom wins, and everything seems kind of sort of happy. Alex didn't get his loan though, and then he gets a visit from Centauri, who is an alien that drives up in a DeLorean <laughs> yeah. for, like, with a. Well, it has a different back. Like the front is it's definitely like a, a DeLorean. DeLorean. It's, it's, it's like a longer. A, yeah. it's a, like not it's a, a sedan. sedan. Yeah. Yeah. Four door. It's a four door DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what were the cars a that were super size? popular with families that 
car that everybody had. Station wagons back then? Station wagon. It's a DeLorean meets a station wagon. That's exactly what I thought it was. And Satari basically is like, get in the car. And Alex is like, well, okay, I guess. (laughs) 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 That whole thing. Yeah, get in. Good job. It's a surprise. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Okay, sure. (laughs) Okay, strange man. He meets um, sitting in the car next to him is a man in the shadows. And he introduces himself as Beta, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Beta. They shake hands. Zap happens. Beta leaves the car. And Centauri drives off really fast, going 308 Which, miles per hour. <laughs> I just love, I think Robert Preston is the actor. This was, I think, his final performance. Yeah, um, it was. Yes, it was. He passed I, away two Centauri, years after this. He's, I like this character. I like this character. I love this. He's a big huckster energy. He's just, it's like, yeah, he's on the good guy's side, but he's just, he's a hustler. He's, he's, um, yeah, he's, not he's everyone, doing it for the money. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone who's on the good guy side has to be pure of heart. No. Um, I, I just, yeah. I, I like, I, he was, I found, there. I found him enjoyable to watch his performance. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. And I like that, that moment after they take off and... <laughs> They're in space and Alex is freaking out and Centauri is just like taking off his face with like a cloth. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, that's exactly like what it's like when I take off my makeup at the end of the day, just a face <laughs> in a cloth. Oh, well, my eyeballs. So that was that was a bit much, which I'd like to know. This was not the movie that I thought I would get a slight jump scare from with Beta turning into Alex. And yeah, that, one. that reveal under the blanket and it looked like something out of, well, I guess out of John Carpenter puppetry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, what is like, oh, I was not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of horrifying. Yeah, it was pussy skin. It's like it's going to be forever in my mind and probably in my nightmares tonight. So now, This was before the advent of PG-13, so they did have to walk a fine line. Apparently they had to cut some stuff that was potentially too gory or frightening, so it was toned down a bit, but this one made it through apparently. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't gory because it wasn't bloody because i think the one thing with gore is that it has to be red blood and pretty much all the blood in this was either green or blue because it was alien species that were bleeding and not humans mm-hmm. well there's a there's a brain exploding sequence that happens later oh yeah exploding, oh, right. melting one, yeah that's that a very uncomfortable scene yeah that one supposedly according to what i've read looked like the scene from raiders of the lost ark yeah yes so it yeah they looked a they, lot they, like it they took that out. Which, by the way, I believe that scene and the villains from this movie are the direct inspiration for a couple of things that we see in Galaxy Quest. Which, mostly spoofs or lampoons Star Trek movies, but it definitely looks yeah. like it kind of dips a little bit into other sci-fi as well. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I think there was a moment. There was like an alien. I was like, hey, that kind of looks like and reminds me of the aliens from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it looks like Sarek and the, with the little glass thing over the eye. And- yeah. Well, that just made me think of Dragon Ball Z more than that. 
which wasn't really my thing, but it's the one thing I always remember uh, from it. <laughs> um, so, so he gets whisked away, right? He gets whisked away by Centauri, and uh, yeah, you go to Rylos is the name of the planet, right? Yeah, Rylos, the pretty marble planet, which they they don't call it light speed, but they light speed to it. Um, and it was it was like they were trying really hard to not look like the light speed from Star Wars, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, and he basically f- finds out eventually that he is now a starfighter to go against the Kodan. Kodan, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, how do we feel about the Ryland's design aesthetic? Or- <laughs> I felt like that- they wanted to come up with a look for it. Yeah. And <laughs> they got one. I just, yeah. It, everybody just kind of looks the, like they're old people. The Baldonians, the male yeah. pattern Baldonians. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're going bald. Reminding me a lot of some yeah. of the characters from Babylon 5, where they basically just have crazy hairdos. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's how they're defining their alien species. Yeah. Um, it, it very much is every species can fit in the same uniform in the same way, but they all have different heads and hands. That's <laughs> like the squid guy, same build, same everything, just squid head and squid feet and squid hands. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm so guilty of that in my writing. Cause I'm like, my writing is like comedy sci-fi. So I'm like, let, <laughs> don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Yes. There's lots of humanoid, vaguely human shaped aliens. Cause it, because because okay because i'm not going to sit here and design describe for three pages some incredibly new but no i, I get what you're no. saying it's yeah. like that's convenient uh, yeah like, no i i get it too because like i i also write i don't have anything published currently but it's i when i did my first sci-fi novel i had i was trying to read like quantum physics books to figure mm-hmm. out space travel and I had to throw myself back and be like, just say that they get from point A to point B this way and nobody needs to yes. know that that's possible or not. It, you know what? If the people out there that are doing that work that are doing like the super hard physics sci-fi, you know, universe love you, you know, more power to you. Yeah. I appreciate you. I respect the work. Uh, if you're buying is, if you're talking about the my my physics are so soft in my writing, it's so like it's, it's just like and they um, and they have artificial gravity. How you don't need to know don't they have worry, artificial yeah. gravity. Just yeah, look here's here's a dirty joke. Don't worry about that. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, he gets there right, and yeah, he's one of the one of the chosen few to be, which. The, the this movie was enjoyable to watch. Uh-huh. I, I want I do I I ha, I can't let it go. I have to bring up something for topic, and I'm all about like shut up, just enjoy the story if it's a good story. Like, yeah, I'm all about that. Like don't. However, the underlying conceit of this movie is a tad broken. In that, it's one thing if it's like like let's take Star Wars with the Force. It's this like unknowable power that certain uh-huh. people have. Yeah. The gift, as they call it in this, is the ability to shoot space gun good. Yeah. But it's like yeah. if, you're, if your fighter ships are that hard, you should just make fighter ships that are easier to pilot then. Because the other side didn't have a problem doing that. They got a whole armada. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, no, plot yeah. hole. Mm-hmm. When we run into Beta later on, 
somebody says, why don't you pilot the ship? And he says, well, synthesoids aren't allowed to. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why, <laughs> why not? Though so, have drones or something put put in there. Like, it, it, there's some things which, in there that aren't made clear. Yeah, we have this amazing story. technology, but we're still having to recruit random people throughout like, the universe. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost. Is it are the Rylans problematic because it's like defend our society and all the starfighters are not Rylan, are different yeah. species. <laughs> there's, like, yeah, there's not a single group of not rylands which my other thing was scripting they are conscripting slave warriors to to fight their war for them yeah feeding them this glory to the empire type yeah it's it's propaganda it's propaganda (laughs) okay the rylands are the real bad guys zur is the real hero and the codan codan are the liberators yeah yeah our our bad guy zur well zur is a Rylan. He is the yeah. son of yeah. the head, the king. I don't even know King Rylan. And he's rebelling for reasons, I, I guess. Mean, that could have been why. He could have just thought <laughs> what we're doing to these poor people, this subjugation I, is like immoral. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Zer now? Because yeah, let's talk about Zer. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Zer. So, well, his introduction is pretty great because it's we have the leader of the Rylans who is like Space Colonel Sanders. Uh-huh. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> who gives this stirring speech? But I didn't think about that till this right moment. I just love. There's this room of Rylans shouting like "Victory or death! Victory or death!" And it's all non-Rylans that they've basically like kidnapped that are going to go fight the front line of this their war. It's actually really. It's, it's really weird. Wrong. It's they're mostly. I mean, they're they're vaguely humanoid shaped, but they look less and less humanoid, especially in the face. Mm-hmm. Like you have the Squid Man, you have this weird thing with like chameleon eyes sitting next to uh, Alex at one point. Um, yeah. You have, uh, of course, um, Greg Navigator. Yeah. Yeah, who looks like kind of like a reptilian with he a turtle like shell a, on top. Yeah, it looks like a sleek stuff kind of. Love him too. Yeah. Um, him and Centaur are my two favorite characters in this movie. Yeah, Greg, yeah, Greg so is awesome. Yeah. It it definitely seems like yeah, Greg kind of reminded me of uh, Enemy Mine. You remember that one? Oh my gosh, yes, that is very. They definitely Louis Gossett Jr. in that one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. The design is very much, yes. Yeah. That's an interesting sci-fi movie too, because it's more of a like exploration about like genocide and racism, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and just in the and guise so- of a sci-fi movie. Hmm. Um where uh, so yeah, Colonel Emperor Colonel Sanders gives yep. his speech. And then and the head pops up by yeah, yeah. where his head just pops up out of nowhere. Like a boy who had gone away from college and is now rebelling against his parents because he has learned things of the yes. world is the only way I would take that. <laughs> and then Which he tortures love, somebody. But how is he? How is he able to do that? Just like project. Is there security that week? There's cybersecurity. He's able to just project a giant floating head of himself into his enemy's headquarters. I. I there is no explanation to any of the technology in this because I don't think that ever happens ever again. There's no hailing the ship ever again or, yeah. or anything. It's just it's Star Wars had holograms. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, at and, one point yeah. they say, oh, make sure you turn off all your power because they, they're searching or they're in scanning mm-hmm. mode or something. So yeah. they just turn the lights off. I was like, is that all you need? Like, like I don't know. It's, <laughs> so Zura is very, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward classic villain but mm-hmm. the actors i feel like he he's he scenery chews like a mother he's just super over the top and it's very like you know petulant child father i'm da, 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 i'm coming to get you daddy and i'm gonna show you i've got my own armada i don't need yours yeah type stuff um yeah and now we know stakes right now we know what what the stakes are established yep I am going to take over because I don't like you and I don't need you no more. And you don't even consider me a son no more. And also, I found your Rylon spy. I'm going to melt his brain. Which, <laughs> in the beginning of his speech, I thought it was interesting because they were almost, you. they almost, they almost did the whole villain thinks they're the good guy thing, which is yeah. great. You know, do that. Because he's like, I'm doing it for the good of all Rylans, father. But it's like, your argument for you're the you're actually the good guy in this equation kind of goes out the window when you like horrifically murder someone on live stream on Twitch for all on space <laughs> Twitch for everyone to see. Like it, it kind of hurts your argument that you're the good guy. <laughs> yeah, it it was just all it was was the movie going bad guy hate him just there you go. I'm doing what I do for the good of all Rylans, except this one guy who I'm going to painfully and horrifically do a murder on right now. So all Rylans except this guy, except Jerry. Fuck Jerry over here. He sucks. (laughs) He's fine. (laughs) Yep. Pretty much exactly how it is. And this is when Alex was sort of like, I'm not okay for, with this. I, did not sign a contract. I'm not. Which is so reasonable. Right? Which, yes. Very reasonable. I have one issue with this whole scene, though, is when, when the starfighters are sitting, they're lined up per alien species front and back. Nobody is sitting in front of Alex. So I was like, is there supposed to be? Was there going to be another human here with him? Did they cut it out? Oh. I was because it was. Because I oh, looked, it's like the same like, species. The same species were sitting yeah. front and back to each other. Was that where Greg was supposed to be sitting? Maybe, or was Greg there? I don't. I, yeah, I didn't know. I need to. I was like, something's missing here, and they never explained why it's missing there. But there it is. But after that, Alex goes to Centauri. Is like, you need to get me out of here. Yeah. I need to go home. I'm I'm not doing this. I'm not dying for these people. I don't even know what's going on. And again, yeah, very reasonable reaction. <laughs> yeah, because because again, he did not tell him where they were going. It'd be one th- like, <laughs> uh, yeah. But then again, you just don't get in a car with someone you don't know, though. Especially a DeLorean car. Yeah. Or get in the car. Actually, that would get me in the car if somebody pulled up. Like, oh, (laughs) oh, well, we know how to kidnap John. Then just get a DeLorean. (laughs) John will hop right in. It it doesn't take much. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, Alex flies back to Earth with with Centauri, and as that is happening, Zer sends a meteor strike. 
Are they meet? They call it the meteor gun. So is it yeah. just shooting like round? It, it looked like, like they the, were shooting giant rock meteors. Yeah, to, with bombs on them though, because they had little flashing lights. Yeah, and then so they yeah. Uh, I like the exchange though, the initial exchange with Zer and the Kodan. Is it Krill? Gender Krill, Krill or something, or Admiral Krill? Who and uh yeah. when there's kind of that like power struggle with them, where it's like, I'm in charge of the Armada. Your emperor gave me control. Mm-hmm. So I give the orders. And also it's like Bro, you know they're totally gonna betray you at some point, right? Like, why would they let you? Why would they like they're just using you to get access to your 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 people's like your people's nation? And there's no way that they're gonna let you still control them after Plus, they win. There were more of them than there were of him. He didn't even seem to have yeah. any security detail. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, he did have the scepter that wasn't like a scepter. scepter. <laughs> Let's talk about the scepter. That's it's like you, scepter. you love it, and then I like he's like it isn't like it isn't the same. It's got its own tricks. It's like cool six inch spring knife, bro. Like I'm all the way over here. I've got a knife, ah, just <laughs> which it never came into play. The scepter had nothing to do. He would just flourish it around whenever he was like being over the top dramatic and give, barking orders or complaining about stuff. He was just waving this very non-practical bobble around. <laughs> like, is the knife yeah. going to do anything? I thought he's going to fight Alex hand to hand and stab over. Nope. Nope. It nothing. Just look at this prop. It's it's got a pointy. I, I think end. he hit somebody with it. Like he does, and there is blood. There's there is blood on it too after he hit somebody, but that probably was one of the cutouts they did because it didn't oh. look like he stabbed the person. They're like taking him away, and like the ship uh, yeah. gets rocked, and he like takes his move. Yeah, um, yeah. He t- he does use the scepter as a weapon eventually. I mean, it would have been better if it like was like a legit weapon. I don't know, shot like a laser beam that disintegrated you, and that would like, be cool the general mouthed off to him and he's like, you know what? Fuck you. And zap. And like, like Darth else Vader choked him, but with yeah. the scepter kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But it's like actually, with laser scepter and, and yeah. he's like, anyone else want to question my authority? Then it's like, okay, it makes sense. But he just basically had a toy that he was swinging around. Yeah. He, he was a little boy who didn't know what he was doing. And just, <laughs> so this is, yes, he's very much spoiled kid. Spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to show you daddy. I'm going to get my own space army and then you'll love me. He he Zer did not get hugged a lot. Yeah, he probably he did not. We we're dealing with some childhood trauma here that was not addressed by therapy. Yeah. Can't confirm <laughs> that. We'll do that to you. <laughs> oh. oh John. John. <laughs> so I'm coming to find out. I'm I'm inadvertently using this podcast as a way of dealing with childhood trauma. It's all coming out. Oh. It's, all, it's all from that time frame. So I was like, oh yeah, that's also what was going on during that time. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Oh man. Virtual hug. Uh I did a quick scan of IMDB <laughs> trivia. I saw they offered that role of Zur to Robin Williams. <gasps> of Zur? Yeah, Zer. I see. I feel like he would have made a great Greg because oh there was something gosh. of Greg in Robin it Williams that made me think of Robin Williams just a That'd little be bit. So good. That'd be so good. I feel like if Robin Williams did Zer, though, that would have been an entirely different character. Still would have right. done the same things, but it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. The campiness would have been like 
it's campy and over the top as hell, but I love every second of it and I want more injected into my veins. Yeah. Like I would have ended up rooting for Zer. I'd been like, yeah, he does have his reasons for being this messed up. But but yeah, there was something about Griggs laugh that made me think of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. It's very boisterous. Yeah. Greg rules. Yeah, I like Greg. Greg, Greg. Greg was the best. So as Alex is going back, um, there is there is another traitor within the Star Fleet. What was it? Starfighter Star base. League. The Star, Star League. League. Whatever. The the guy with the little accountant visor, green mm-hmm. visor thing that makes me think of accountants. Um, and and he basically shuts down the defense lasers so which which here you can see that they do have some sort of automated turrets too that you could probably also put on a ship and not need a person to shoot (laughs) but But he turns those off the meteor strikes starfighter base and there's only one starfighter left one starfighter ship left i can't what did they call the gunstar that's Gunstar, Gunstar, yeah. Gunstar. Mm-hmm. One Gunstar left. Greg survived. And the last what? Starfighter is Alex. And he is. No bad. way. That's Didn't a surprise. That but uh, yeah, so while that happens, though, Centauri takes him back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, his spaceship breaks down. And they have their little, like, heated conversation i I just i pinged that because centauri dropped some real truth bombs during that conversation i love his line (laughs) yeah when alex is like i'm just a kid i'm just a nobody from a trailer park and he's like if that's what you believe then that's all you'll be i was like you know what that's fucking right you're right yeah but then then yeah he follows it with the chris columbus line and you're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh dang literally in my notes i'm looking at it right here it's Centauri with a truth bomb, and then literally like, yeesh, Columbus yeesh. reference doesn't hold up like, so well. <laughs> right, bros want flying just to me for birds. To Chris, it wasn't Christopher; it was Chris Columbus, and that's what th- yeah. threw me off. Chris, Col- did Chris Columbus say no to taking a journey? I was like, wait, what? Like, that's it. That's the only oof. two people we reference. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a couple other people we could have maybe like Boudicca or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I wrote that down too I was like oh okay okay that's that's (laughs) but I do I did like the line like you're only gonna be what you think you're gonna be kind of thing like you have the chance to be something more and yeah could Mm -hmm. lead to your death but honestly so could anything that you do really might as well go out with a bang (laughs) What did you two think about the beta unit stuff? So I... I, Go ahead, John. I was I know for a fact that a lot of that was added in post-production. I saw Um, that. That's what I was going to say, too. Oh, really? Is that why his hair looks kind of different? Yeah, Yeah, it's a wig because he had cut his hair. Um, They did it because of... Basically, it needed more comic relief. And I guess the test audience liked those moments and went with it i could have as a female viewer of this film could have done without that whole weird makeout scene and tongue in the ear language Mm -hmm. i was like 
what is going on? <laughs> Why is this happening? It's- yeah, I think that well, from my understanding, test audiences really liked the beta. So they went back and added more scenes with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been fine without that. Like, <laughs> this, it, it was weird, some of the stuff. Like, the, the hair did throw me off. But, I mean, when I first watched it, that wasn't really something I noticed. Yeah. That's the, that comes later. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I didn't mind with the, uh, where his head's off and Lewis wakes up. He's like, yeah, oh, he's having funny. a bad dream. Um, that was fine. And then, uh. Oh, but before that, though, the assassin, the assassin alien, the first one shows up. Yeah, the first assassin shows yeah, up. The, and Like hammerhead looking face. They got kind of lazy with the, some of these names. It was like, that's Xanarzan. It's like, okay, that was that was first thought in the yeah, room. You all didn't. You're just yeah. like, I don't know. It was Xanarzan. Cool, Zando done. Zan. Let's go yeah, get lunch. Xanarzan yeah. is coming for you and he just has eyes set off to the side and Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't really make sense too that just because he walks in front of the starfighter game that that somehow decloaks him and exposes who he really is that was confusing i didn't know i didn't quite get what i was like why what is happening why is that happening I was like, I don't think this is necessary. It's Centauri. Centauri is a genius, guys. He set up uh, a special like yeah, it's just thing. In, like, in case this ever you know. happens, here's a way yes. to know that aliens are going to be approaching this. Also, he's that smart. Know. He's the smartest character in the movie, guys. We're Centauri. led to believe that yeah. in all of planet Earth, this is the only Starfighter machine, apparently. Well, it was supposed to go to Vegas, so... <laughs> <laughs> and it Still. somehow ended up at this trailer park. Uh, I don't know that it was the only one. I thought he made. I thought he said like, like he when he was like when they were kind of braiding was like you Earth's not on our like our approved and he's like, do you know how long it took to make all these to make that game? I got the impression he made a bunch and put them all on Earth and and Alex was just the first to win the game, which is pretty impressive, given that it was the eighties. I feel like somebody would have won the game yeah. as well by now, and that would have taken the seat. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think that like this might have been the only machine on planet Earth, and because it was sent here by accident, and he was just playing it all the time, he just got really good at it. But like, we probably could have had like a whole army <laughs> yeah. of humans. It's like, instead of looking for the chosen ones, have you tried just having your people practice a bunch with the <laughs> ship? <laughs> and maybe they'll get good also. Like, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's just like muscle memory, reflexes. You know, it's, it's, it's not <laughs> it's like, just, yeah, yeah it, he doesn't look like he's doing anything that requires like superhuman concentration or anything like he really is just leading he's not the even shots. flying it he's just yeah. shooting it's he's on rails yeah it's a yep. it's a game on rails yeah it's just um the, the, the whole conceit though is just like i don't get it it's a spaceship there's you know there's we as you established there's a whole you have a whole interstellar society of people that fly ships and but only uh, one starfighter base Put all your cards in one little area. Just I get. I'm. Sh- I get the answer to this question. I know the answer. It's budget, right? It's money. It's it's, it's you, money. Why? It, it de- they definitely didn't pull off the scale of like we're an intergalactic society of hundreds of planets. Yeah. It's like, but we've got a single defense force of twelve people. 
yep, twelve people that we have tricked into oh. believing that they are well, the best. Yes, twelve. The best I mean, propaganda. Skipping ahead a little 12. bit to the to close to the end, though, we do have that one matte painting where it looks like there's an entire planet yeah. that's like watching the celebration of the victory. You know, maybe they're just a really elevated consciously society and they're like, well, we don't feel the need to, we only attribute, you know, like 5% of our budget to our military defense spending. Cause we're, you know, we're not crazy war hawks. We don't want to upset the people. We don't want to have to do a draft. So we're going to convince you all know, these other aliens this, <laughs> that this they makes need to sense. be fighting for us. The betas um, are too expensive to produce, and yeah. like regular mortals are more expendable. That's why they don't put the betas in the gun stars. Well, it, it's, I feel like it's also. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly historical, but it's also like um, military recruiters were always off of the docks in New York, <laughs> getting those migrants coming in, mm-hmm. so they didn't have to get the American are already American children to be drafted into the war. They would get as many migrants as they possibly could to go over the war. Just it, that's what it kind of reminds me of reflecting on it is it's, yeah. it's a lot of that big higher society. Like, but we that's don't true. want our children going. So like we're going to go ahead and even... get these people that want to live here. Well, they're yeah, going to have to defend us if they want to live here. Kind of thing. It's like, it <laughs> wasn't even part of the union and they were like taken from their population. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was like, clearly illegal, but they were also clearly okay with it anyway. Yeah. So. It's just, I just keep, it just cracks me up how there were no Rylans in the Starfighter. <laughs> None. Not, it's like, not a one. I feel like it's an easy fix, too. Like, as like a writer, like, you just, you make it so they, they have some, they have some defenses, right? And they're <laughs> been fighting this war and they're kind of beleaguered. They've found like these 24 ships from an ancient civilization that's long gone. And they're incredibly powerful, but incredibly difficult to control. And the Rylans didn't make them, but we found them and they were great tools from our, from civilization from, you know, 10,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to find people that have the, the gift to be able to, you have to like, psychically connect with these ships and then they're some of the most devastating defensive tools weapons in the universe if you're able to like link up with them and so few are and that's why you have these we're looking for those that can do that i don't know but it's just weird that like we're we are building we the rylands are building these fighters but we're not going to fly them yeah you immigrants are going to fly like you guys are gonna fly them. You're gonna test them out for us. We'll They're see also pretty. They they look pretty cookie cutter. It doesn't look like they could take into consideration the different physiologies of some of the aliens. Like, how's Tentacle Man supposed to pilot that? They thing? just shove all his tentacles into the two sleeves <laughs> and like form like wrap like take like four tentacles and put them in this one. Take another four, put like, them in this one. Shove them in there, make an arm out of it. Kupin. Yeah, I know it's pretty. They're asking him to defend their world, and it's like y- y- y'all couldn't accommodate our boy here and like get him like his own like nine sleeved jumpsuit like that's no, they're all wearing the same thing in the same yeah. style like i could see him fumbling trying to initiate the death blossom but his tentacles can't like <laughs> hit the little switches <laughs> <laughs> yeah but okay so eventually alex after finding out that these people are going to go after him the rest of his life with the zanduzans 
assassins. He agrees mm-hmm. to go back into space. And uh, Centauri gets shot too. So we get a good heroic moment of our seemingly yep. not quite a, a gray good guy, I guess, is what Centauri is. But he he will do the right thing in the end and get in the way for the bullet for the last starfighter. And Centauri does get him all the way back to the starfighter base that has been destroyed. They run into Greg and Centauri dies. Which so we think. Or that so we was kind think. of funny. He's like, <laughs> did, do you have my? Did I get paid? Do I have my money? <laughs> and, it's like, and, and they're just like the earnestness of Greg. Piles of it. Fortune. It's yeah. Fortune. There are all the money. Piles of it. And it, it to me it felt a little bit weak writing though. Like it was funny, but I was like. I should be feeling things and I'm not feeling things at this moment. I am kind of sad. I don't have the comic relief of Centauri. I didn't believe he was dead dead for a second. Yeah. I was like, huh? but then he didn't come back to life. And then I was like, okay, now we got to get in this Gunstar. Gunstar. It's like something out of an anime. Gunstar ship. Okay. We got to go in this Gunstar ship because you are the last one. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're going to be the hero. And Alex is clearly not okay with that, but he also is kind of stuck anyway. They really shot themselves in the foot if they were going to try and make this a franchise, too, by the way. Like, how are you going to, you know, you already said it was the last one. Like, well, no, it well, ends with them having to rebuild. And that's why he goes. No, I'm, ki- it's a, I'm being, I'm being. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> said it was the last. I said it was the last. It's never the last. <sighs> it's always gonna be. I mean, I think they wanted a franchise because they had Zer get away. Yeah, Zer does get away in the end, and I was like, oh, they're gonna do a sequel eventually. And then that, and you get that optimistic shot of the little brother starting to play the game mm-hmm. as Alex is launching, or so skipping the lands, but as Alex is launching the sky, yeah. you get the one very decent shot of a silhouette of a child playing an arcade game. Yep. Smoke behind him pretty neat i'm already thinking sequel titles the next one would have been called zur strikes back and then the third one would have been return of the starfighter return of the starfighter <sighs> no the second was, no wait actually sorry that wasn't the last no <laughs> <laughs> actually no that wasn't was the like, last. oh there's one more yep the Starfighter awakens. Just <laughs> and then the third one is like la- the the truly. So we swear the last one this we time. We swear, y'all. We swear. Like this is <laughs> unless we make a ton of money, then we'll totally. This, this is all the title. This is all everything I'm saying is all in the title. Unless yep. we make like a boatload of money, and then we're totally going to keep cranking these things out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but. He goes back and he has gets his first Starfighter fight, I guess, which initially it's like, oh no, he's not doing great. And then boom, he kills five in a row. Mary Sue moment. Mm-hmm. He will forever be successful from now on against an entire armada. Not even come close to death once in these scenes. Really? Yeah. Because other than when they kind of lose power, but it's not like they were going to die. It was a planet that would have died. I didn't. I, guess. 
Okay. Back up a little bit. So there's like the three, he basically has like three encounters, right? Yeah. While he's out there, he's got like this initial one and like a secondary one, and then the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't quite get him being all pissed at Greg after the first one. Because yeah. it's like, well, yeah. What did you think you were coming out here to do, my dude? You're you're coming out here to engage in combat, like. I yeah, don't... he's more pissed. He was, I guess, alone now with it yeah but i was like but you were alone when you played the video game and you managed to beat it Mm -hmm. you've technically already done this and this should be even easier because it actually moves with you and has even more sensors so i mean you should be fine we've already had this crisis of i could potentially die you already know if you go back to earth you could potentially die because they want to assassinate you like it it was kind of just, Mm -hmm. just cheap writing again here like we just we need conflict here. That's what it was. We need conflict yeah. again. I don't get why he's was pissed at Greg. Yeah, like it's oh, you're we're gonna go out and we need you. You're back. We're gonna save. Here's our exp- we're gonna go out and fight. Yeah, and then they fight, and he's pissed. He had to fight. It's like well, well, that's what yeah. I said was gonna happen. And then yeah. you get that like, look, I have a family, and it's and Greg's wife is just. Exactly you know he gets like over Greg, it, but she wears a white dress and it's cute. <laughs> it's just, he does get over it pretty quickly, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But. So Greg's wife—it was just the same actor, by the way. I saw that in the trivia. Is it the same? It's just him. It's Stand just him with again. just wearing yeah. a dress instead of the yeah. spacesuit thing right. that they wear. And his, and his six thousand younglings or something you said, or like yeah, yeah. Six thousand or something. Good for you, Greg. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you and your wife, your spouse's healthy sex life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's probably like a like a tadpole situation where it's just like a thing, big thing of eggs. He just has to like spray his stuff on, and, <laughs> and I can't imagine that it's. Are we getting into alien physiology now? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk uh, alien sex for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> I am so down for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, by the line, Greg fucks, right? Greg totally fucks. <laughs> He's got a lot of kids to prove it. Yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. bet Greg is a very uh, giving and enthusiastic lover. He's got to be, though. Clearly, mm-hmm. he pampers his wife. She did have that nice little fur collar on her. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> to get back, he does the initial fight and then he gets the idea from hiding in caves with his little brother as they were talking about cave homes, I guess, um, to hide in the asteroid that they're in and let the armada pass and then attack attack it from behind where it'll be weakest because this armada doesn't know that you need to also defend your back. But <laughs> Well, they think that everybody's gone now. Yeah, that's the but truth. The armada does true. think that the last starfighter is dead because they, they get the message. They get the message. <laughs> Beta is dealing with trying to go on a date with Maggie and then also almost getting assassinated getting discovered that's what it is he gets discovered that he is just a machine and he stops a message from going from finishing to go through to the 
Kodan. Kodan. There yep. you go. It's the Kodan people. And so the message basically is the last starfighter is. And then Zur says, oh, clearly it's dead. Pretty much. He tells the Kodan it's dead. The last starfighter's dead. And then, yeah. but between that, you get that scene in which, like, um, Beta Alex tells Maggie the truth. And Maggie's just like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll just... he did, I think it helped. Yeah. Like, she was like, what? This is, he didn't, she didn't believe him, but then he gets shot. He and gets shot. Like, his, robot, like, his robot guts. Robot. Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, you didn't even want to leave your trailer park initially for your boyfriend yeah. to go to college. And you're just like, what? Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I'll drive off with you to stop this thing from happening. And just, I don't well, know. Well, she needed answers. Like she was she really perplexed about what was happening. I know. Mm-hmm. Which but. RIP beta, you know, pouring out for a real one, sacrificing yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrificing in this. <laughs> I'm I'm in the camp that uh, synthetic life is is life. Like if you're conscious and you're self aware, you are living. You are a living thing. You're not just a robot or a machine. I am that yeah. camp of that. Don't See, tell Mitch that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he wait till Space Trip Three that I'm working on right now. He's, that's <laughs> all. It's not to like spoil it because it's still a ways away from publishing. But it's all about. It, I take a. I really go at like consciousness and what it means to be alive and yeah yeah in a fun humorous way with lots of drunken shenanigans and you know bathroom humor but also <laughs> deep shit too <laughs> um yep self he sacrifices himself by crashing into the Zudu, Zardo, whatever these <laughs> Zandozans. Zandozans. All the bad guys start with an X or a Z and they all sound the same. Yeah, well, that's sci fi shorthand, right? Like, you want to be sci fi, just use lots of X's and Z's. X, X's and Z's. And um, that reminds me of a Futurama joke that, like, doesn't get a lot of love. Mm. But you have uh, college registration is going on on Mars because one of the characters is Martian and going to visit her parents. Yeah, Maybe and yet. you have like A through like J on one side, it's like all people. Then you have <laughs> like whatever through like I don't know W, and it's like another line of people, and then like X, Y, and Z, and it's nothing but aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's great. That's a good joke. <laughs> I should rewatch. I haven't. I should do a rewatch of that series. I need, I need to too. I was obsessed with that series for a it's, while. Yeah. I was a huge shipper of Fry and um, Leia. Le- what was her name? Leela? Leela. It was like huge. So I was happy when they got together. It was a problem. But uh, I love I need. I'm due for a rewatch of Futurama, especially after all these 80s sci fi. I'll probably get mm-hmm. a lot more references now than I did in the past, too. So. Um, after, so they get this. So Zer says the message was is dead, even though the message was going to be is alive. So the Kodans think they're safe to just go and attack the Rylon planet for reasons why Kodans want to attack the Rylon planet, and this leads to Alex being able to sneak behind the Armada and take it quickly, take out their communication relay. 
which is basically how everybody communicates and just keeps them from being good fighters, I guess. From there was I some exposition where Greg was like, the way the Kodan fighters, they have this connection and they all can like fight as like one entity, like a hive mind or something like that. Yes, yeah, like Orson Scott's card, Hive Mind from um, yeah. Ender's uh, Game. Ender's Game, thank you, John. <laughs> but you don't quite get that too much with the Kodans, other yeah. than I guess the lower level Kodans do kind of seem like they're just pawns or computers. They're robots. It's weird. It's like their chins yeah. look like the other Kodans, but they're then the one guy gets his helmet blown off and it's like weird looking. Or that I don't know. It was very disturbing. They're like cyborgs, I think. I think we're yeah. supposed to be led to believe that, especially the ones that work on like the bridge, like they're fused with their station. Like that's all they do. It's like yeah, they're like an organic component to their job, basically. Yeah, but the the two like Kodans in charge didn't seem anything like them. Well, no, yeah, they're either. Yeah. yeah, so they were billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes down the communication relay and then gets to the line of the i guess pawns like the first fighter the fighters, fighters that'll come yeah. in and he just kind of like goes and shoots them in a line and he eventually has to use the button he was told not to press naturally the Death omega 13 uh, yeah the <laughs> that one which basically just makes the ship spin in a circle and shoot a bunch of lasers <laughs> Even when I was little, I called that the I win button. I was like, I mean, that's that's just the thing that you do when you want to just finish the level already. Yep. Death Blossom sounds like a version of that appetizer. Which chain is that that has the block? Which of those like? Uh, Outback? No, Outback. That's what, yeah. Yeah, Outback has the blossom. Was it Outback, Apertise, or Chili's? Yeah. Death Blossom just sounds like a version of that that's like super spicy. We just like we put like ghost pepper mm. in the batter, so like the fennel is yeah. extra spicy. Yeah, I'm hungry now. Try our death blossom. <laughs> I really want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just it was kind of, and then when it's spinning, Alex is spinning in his chair, and I'm like, he is going to be nauseous. There's yeah. no way. I, nope, he's perfectly fine, and I was like. That no, that's part of it. his power or his his gift. That's his Mary that Sue. <laughs> he doesn't get motion sickness. He doesn't yeah. get motion sickness through Which, that. That design also of his like gunner cockpit and the way it moved is also very Millennium Falcon Star Wars. Like Luke and Han in the gunner seats, the way they like it'd swivel around and stuff. Which yeah, swivel around. Also, I mean, his shot to take out the turret too was very you know. Death Star used the force. Timing perfect. Yeah, that that yeah. was very much like shoot now. Greg was very much the the voice in his head telling him when to when to use the. Mm-hmm. He was the Death force. Blossom. Greg. <laughs> yeah, great, and just it w- is very on the nose of that kind of theming. That zooming close to the bad ship, and then. Boom, taking it out with the perfect shot, like no problem. Taking all these aliens out, like with no problem. Then the during this, the Kodans find out, of course, that Zer had lied and they try to kidnap him or take him, I guess, prisoner. But Zer ends up escaping through a hatch. 
or I think it was I, an escape I, pod. It was supposed to be an escape like pod. A, yeah. There's like a voiceover I think that played that was like escape pod deployed or something like that. Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, so Zerg gets on escape pod, but that is the last you're going to see from him. Um, Alex ends up. How do, how do they get the, the ship? Ends up flying into the moon. Oh, it's so using the Death Blossom like drained all their power. Yeah, and then the command ship was like, "We're gonna ram them and blow them up and just with our ship." And then Greg <laughs> does some nifty engineering workaround to give yeah. them power at the last Moving. minute, and they fly out of the way. Yeah. And, they and the hit. ship gets caught by the moon. That That's part was the one effects part that was pretty rough. That was but. very rough because once that ship got close to that big moon, they were about the same size. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> that. like, that's a really big effing ship or a really teeny tiny little moon. Yeah. <laughs> like not big enough to have enough gravitational pull to pull it in. Cause I yeah. Think, yeah. But I like that line where they're like, oh, no, what do we do? And he's just like, we die. We die. It's like <laughs> you. I was just like, oh my, that is that is what happens, though. <laughs> I mean, they were very. They were also very like biting of the. Uh, I feel like of the um, Klingon. They were like ripping off that. Like this very like. It was obvious they were going for like these are honorable war peoples who are you know. Yeah, to die in battle is to yeah have the best death basically, and mm-hmm. to receive honor. In big, the big, ener- big that energy. Yeah, that I guess that, <laughs> that is fair. Um, I do also think this is where we're getting that these are not the only codans. Like, if they're okay to die like this, there clearly is more of them. They will still remain a issue for future yeah. sequels if there is to be future sequels. <laughs> Especially since their escape too. So it definitely yeah. was like, yay, Alex saved the day. We're going to celebrate on this planet and then return him to Earth. Or no, he's still the last Starfighter. Oh, we're going to offer him a job. That's what it is. Alex gets offered the job to, be, I, I assume, to become like a colonel or a general, I guess. He's going to run the top train, gun of gun gonna, stars. Yeah, he's going to run and train all the gun stars. And they're going to build him again. But first, he has to go back to Earth to pick up his girl. Mm-hmm. Who is As loyal to the end and says, I love you to Beta Alex, too. Before Beta Alex <laughs> sacrifices himself. And you just... I, I think you get my favorite line to where Greg is explaining like what Alex has done and all these humans are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some old lady in the background going, Oh, for heaven's sake, just what? And to me, this was the most, this would never happen. This is not how this conversation would go. People would not just be shaking Greg's hand. I was just <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. That also, last scene. technically, they shouldn't be able to understand him because those people don't have that translator chip that Alex has. Thank you. That's what I thought too. But I, I watched this with my parents. And my parents were like, "Well, maybe Greg has the translator chip, so it's translating his language for them." 
advice well, maybe for Rachel speaks English. Like, Get out of here with your logic, Jessica's parents. I know, right? I was like, I don't need your logic. It doesn't make sense. Stop. <laughs> or Alex's chip puts out a field. I don't know, like a radius. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's but the one. None of this yeah. technology really gets explained in here. You really don't get any any background towards anything other than these bad guys, this annoying bad guy, and then these good guys just just accept <laughs> that is the background yeah rylan good kodam bad zur bad and that's that's all you get i don't think you even really get why why their rylans and kodans are fighting each other but because because we because are kodan and we conquer and we are because we are again actually somewhat problematic brown skinned <laughs> like warlike race other yeah who are gonna attack the normal white people again some yeah. underlying stuff in here not great and then like, <laughs> uh, yeah well, well you do have to try to make it very black and white you know i guess between the two uh, yeah i guess um oh you also do get revealed that centauri is alive as well. He yes. Just, he was just napping to heal himself. While his body was, healed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Recuperations, coma or which, something. Which I get it. You want to give the actor his due. It's like he put his face back on. You see for a minute his like natural face again, but then yeah. he puts his human face back on. Which plot wasn't like, why? But also, I'm like, I don't mind it because Robert Preston is, is yep. very charming and fun to watch in this role. And I love him. I love yeah. that him and Grig. I would watch more of them. They're great. I love that him are kind of two sides of the like mentor coin mm-hmm. where it's like Greg is like this more stoic. He still has the personality, but it's kind of this more like straight laced yeah. mentor. And then like um, Centauri is like the, the little bit more questionable. You don't know where he's coming from or his motives pure, but he also has his own advice and wisdom to impart it's um it's the jungle book um blue and oh that is so good jessica that is such a great (laughs) that's yes blue and bagheera Bagheera. yes blue and bagheera that's so good i love that yes like mowgli still needed both of them yes yeah i'd agree excellent yeah well done i'm really yes thank you (laughs) yeah um Maggie does choose to very last minute to go on the starship and go mm. into space with her, I guess now future husband, I would assume. And as, as I mentioned before, as their ship is taking off, um, Alex's little brother plays, starts to play the Starfighter game. And that's where you get it implied that maybe he's going to be a next Starfighter. Mm. And movie ends. And that's about it. That's all that happened from this film, as far as I know. <laughs> I love at the end when the ship's landing and the crowd of the trailer parks running out. There's the one like older lady's got a like a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> she's, got- <laughs> she's yeah. Granny had a shotgun. <laughs> granny, Granny doesn't play. I'm pretty sure she was probably the one that say, "Oh, for heaven's sakes!" To the just like he saved the planet. Like, come on. Yeah. But and the like. The, we're going to be famous now because everybody's going to know that this is the place that Alex and Maggie went into space. And I'm like, yeah, that was a weird. Nobody's going to know. Otis, yeah, yeah, they're going to be all crazy. Know. 
You're yeah. all gonna go to an insane asylum for speaking this. Also, <laughs> that thing was not designed here. for any passengers. Like, was she gonna be sitting on his lap the whole way? I mean, there was only room for Greg and Alex and her, so yeah. I guess it's not very safe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. To me, it was very much like I just couldn't help but thinking, and it could be because we live in a military time. Um, town and also I am an army brat but it's just very much the goes off to boot camp comes back to get engaged and leaves to go to wherever you're stationed right away scene to me like Maggie is very much that military wife that military girlfriend that all of a sudden becomes your wife right after boot camp (laughs) Oh, like, you gotta yeah. get ready. Start cranking out those six thousand little Alexes. Uh, yeah, it's just very like, it's just I don't know, Maggie. To me, even though they were already dating beforehand, she just kind of feels like a prize, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. but she it's, feels too good for him. I don't know. She's like nice, and I don't know. She just he's just kind of whiny, and. uh Man, we for generations have really loved like our whiny male protagonists and still get everything. Just it's that male fantasy. We want to be whiny yeah. and get our way. Yeah, I never. I was always a Han Solo girl, not a Luke Skywalker. I was usually. A, I actually. I remember when I was a kid, I was upset Luke was the Jedi and not Han because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. At least Han's not like, whiny. Thinks they're going to be the well, chosen one. And they're if, like, no, you suck. And it's like, yeah. yeah. If you want to see how that would have played out. Like, what? If you want to see how that would have played out, there is a comic that explores the what if uh, Han Solo became a Jedi instead of Luke. That that would have been interesting. It was. He trains with Yoda, learns the Force, fights Vader. It's really crazy. Yeah. I just... I don't. But I was also one of the people that when everybody was upset that Luke Skywalker just ran away to an island to live out the rest of his days drinking blue milk, I was like, this is exactly what Luke Skywalker would do. Were you not watching the same movie I was? Mm -hmm. He was whiny and complained. He would have ran away from his responsibilities the minute he could. Come on. Yep. But but, yeah. I I love Last Jedi. And yes, I know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we can get it. I get that with people all the time. Like, no, you're wrong. Sorry, no, it's you're, wrong. Sorry. <laughs> you're wrong. Sorry, it, it was good for the franchise to try to switch everything you built Sorry. up in your head about like what the, what a badass Luke is is in your head. Yes. It's not like it really is. Yeah, Leia. Well, Leia. I mean, Leia I saw I saw badass Luke in the Mandalorian. And I was well, like, yes, that yeah. was pretty awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can have badass moments, but still not be a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a difference. Yes. But <laughs> I just pissed off a lot of people, probably. <laughs> Do not add Jessica. Leave her alone. <laughs> you trolls. You can come for me. I can take it. I'm at the padded words. You have. You want to? You know, start something. Bring it. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, but, um. All right. So, random question to go along with um, this movie that I have for you guys. Um, if the arcade game that you, well, you, I, you feel like you were absolutely best at, became a recruitment device. <laughs> what would you be recruited to do? Fight the shredder. 
and the Foot Clan because <laughs> it's Ninja Turtles, Turtles Ninja in Turtles. Time. I was just thinking that too, Ninja Turtles. Um, for me, um, that's a good question because I played a lot of video games. It's hard to narrow down which one I was absolutely best well, at. I tried to I say arcade. I specifically yeah, am doing like, arcade because I know arcade. video games is going to be I way too much. I went to like so. big box arcade games. Yeah, go and yeah. put in your quarters in or the swipe cards now or whatever it is now. <laughs> Just, I was about yeah. to say, man, but now they're back with the bars. With those bars that have them, but uh, no, I think that's true. I think Ninja Turtles was probably the arcade. We would travel through time together. The most. Well, it wasn't even that. It was and, the the first oh. one before that. The the first. Oh, one really? the one I played. Oh, the really first one. Oh, yeah. so you guys would be Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would. You- I would be a Starfighter probably because mine was um, Galaga. So okay. that there was the one yeah. I was best at. The one I enjoyed playing the most though was The Simpsons. Game. That would be terrifying to That's be good in. Too. So John, that what, would be scary. I want to go back to the turtles though. John, who, who, which one are you going to be? Who's your? So this, um, this changed over time. So growing up, I was one hundred percent ride or die with Raphael. Uh huh. Um, but you were, as you I were got, cool but rude. Yes. Well, <laughs> one of those. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten to really appreciate Donatello a lot more. And I feel like that's really that. my vibe. I get some Donny vibes from you. Yeah. Plus, I like the big stick more. Uh-huh. Don't read into that too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, I guess I'm, yeah. So who, who did you play as, Pat? Who were your choices? Mikey. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely got a, a surfer vibe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any any more comments, anything we must say? Um, well, I guess th- I did see The Last Starfighter. They were thinking about doing a sequel a few years ago, but it's been dropped. It's been they didn't even get it. to the planning phase. Mm. Like they didn't even know what it was going to be about. If it was going to be his little brother or his son that would take over. Is, there, is everyone still? I mean, I, we know Robert Preston passed. Uh, is yeah. there a lot because you want him to come? That was just so weird. A weird choice. They not even weird. I feel like it's. I want to look through the trivia and troll through it because they had to have been like, "This is going to be a thing. This is going to be a series." Mm-hmm. Because to have Zer get away. And the last you see of him is him getting into the escape pod, and you see nothing of him after that. Yeah, there had to be a, a plan or a th- some some thought for that. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Did this was this a box office fail, or I mean, because it used CGI uh, I technology? I don't know if that was. I assume that was expensive at the time. So I'm wondering if this was a box the, office. Fail. It made money. I was. I'm on uh, IMDb. It, it's estimated. This is just estimated. Estimated budget was 15 million, mm-hmm. and it grossed uh, almost 29 million. So not, not like crazy, yeah. but it made its money back. I, who knows what they spent on marketing, or if that 15 million includes marketing or not. But um, it made its money back. It wasn't like crazy, but yeah, yeah, it was a decent hit, but it wasn't it was- like. It didn't make Ghostbusters money, you know, in 84. It probably came just out came out at the bad time then. It was probably a timing I thing. Don't, Other sci-fi things were more successful. 
Yeah, I don't think it was super well reviewed by critics. I saw one like original Roger Ebert review from when it came out that was pretty not not nice, not complimentary. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, they, he hates everything though. Yeah, wow. Um, this one, I feel like this movie though, for a select group, was very formative because um, we were discussing prior to the podcast that the book by Ernest Klein called armada oh yeah he's the it's the the second book by the author of ready player one Mm -hmm. it's essentially the last starfighter except it's meta so it references movies like star wars and the last last starfighter within it but it's literally like a government program to find the best people who could pilot these new starfighter ships Uh, the only difference it's it's the u.s military that's putting on the excalibur program instead of some alien federation from another galaxy but literally the same thing and Mm -hmm. interesting thing to note so will wheaton who did the audiobook for both ready player one and armada is also in this movie yeah he's one of um, the little brother's friends he's like just in the background though yeah he's in the background and i don't think he has any lines in the movie but he is credited in the movie his lines were Um, cut i remember reading that that his lines were cut yeah so, so the little brotherhood that, of friends. I don't remember seeing anyone. Oh. Yeah, they're they're really brief. Like just the other them, kids in the just, park. Just <laughs> I didn't see. I mean, I didn't really. I mean, yeah, like in the background, maybe. Yeah, it's one of those situations, like in the Wizard with um, the mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers three and all that. Fred Savage, Tobey Maguire is <laughs> one of the bad guys' friends in the background. Oh, really? And he, and he doesn't have any lines, but you can clearly see him with a little mullet, like, oh, little baby Tobey Maguire. <laughs> wow. Like, little did he know he'd be swinging on a whip someday. Um, I also did want to mention that this author, or the author, this writer, um, who was inspired by the Arthurian legend, Once and Future King, and so on, uh-huh. later went on to write and direct another movie that we've done here on VHS Gems called My Science Project. Yep. It's oh. one of my cultish favorites just because it's kind of a wacky movie. Um, and then also went on to write and direct Theodore Rex, which, if you're familiar with this one, it's the Whoopi Goldberg buddy oh, cop dinosaur movie. Yeah. What? Buddy cop dinosaur movie. That's a movie that I'm, it's like, does it actually exist? Does that movie actually yeah. exist? It, it's like <laughs> no, a fever dream. Trying, but... Even when you watch it, it's like, what just happened? <laughs> Because you can't believe, first of all, that they put that much money into this. A big star who at that time was still like writing pretty big was, was attached to so it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. This is one of those weird, how did this get made kind of movies. And it yeah. pretty much ruined his career. Like, I don't think he did anything really big oh, no. after that. Other than like maybe some small behind the scenes things, yeah, like doesn't have any other writing or directing credits after that one. Yeah, that's. I kind of feel bad. I kind of don't. Don't make Theodore Rex. I don't like. <laughs> well, I mean, Theodore Rex is probably not even one of the worst dinosaur movies out there. There's uh, Tammy and the T Rex, with um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was. The, I didn't remember um, that. Oh man, you have to check that out then. Tammy and the T Rex stars Denise Richards and uh, the guy that played Brian in Fast and the Furious like movies. A, I'm sorry, I'm Paul looking Walker. at the photos for yes. it, and this just looks like 
No, well, like softcore porn is what it looks like to me. Um, no, it has a little it's bit. It's weird. Of like, it has PG like... sexuality in it. Okay. It, Put the poster. So let me let me give you the the rundown of this movie. So Paul Walker gets killed. Gets uh, and a mad scientist is trying to bring his cybernetic T-Rex dinosaur robot to life. So he goes and steals Paul Walker's brain, puts it in this robot dinosaur, and the dinosaur then starts going around getting revenge on the people that killed him. <laughs> but the the T-Rex is like holding I don't No, this T-Rex is, is, is like his girlfriend or was his girlfriend yes. or something? Yes. Oh. And spoiler okay. alert, there's a scene where she basically does a strip tease for him when he's just a brain in a jar. And you're not, the, the, the you're brain not starts to spark. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love these really bizarre movies for some it's reason. It sounds very pulpy. It sounds very like in the vein of like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, except I think they were trying to make a legitimate like thriller kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just something that went completely off the rails. <laughs> Yep. Okay. I can see that. The 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 special effects are terrible, like absolutely terrible. Like you can tell that they probably got this dinosaur robot on loan from like an amusement park because it's always <laughs> on the stand. Anytime you see it moving, it's only from like the waist up. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> oh so that's what the writer um i did see atari was gonna try to make the last starfighter arcade game or video game i don't think it ever really was released but you can supposedly still find very very rare copies of it there was a prototype that they renamed into something else and honestly if anything lent itself to being made into a video game, it absolutely 100% was this. Because yeah. the graphics weren't that far removed from the 1970s Star Wars arcade game, right mm-hmm. down to like using vector graphics. Yeah. This would have been perfect for that. And yet, yeah, it just never materialized. Yeah, Atari said like, they didn't have the technology to be able to do it yet, but I was like, but you guys could... That's BS. They, they yeah, totally I was like, huh, done it. I feel like you huh. could have, but... I mean, they okay. could have just made like a top-down version, like Galaga, and it yeah. still would have been. Well, something. when was the fall of Atari, though? Was it the end of the eighties, or was it mid-80s? that was eighty-three? Oh, so maybe that's why. Maybe they were just starting to. Yeah, the the, the video game crash happened right at eighty-three. As a matter of fact, some people think that that may have contributed to this movie not doing so great. It was because it came right after the big video game crash because of the the ET game that came out. And oh yeah. Like, basically bankrupted atari um so yeah people were like not that keen into arcades video games as much when this came out this was, was kind of seeing those like no like those things will like ruin you and uh, yeah probably why it came out right during this little gap where we weren't paying that much attention to games anymore until nintendo came out the year later and then just yeah. completely changed the market for it huh well, I guess I guess it makes somebody needs um, to get on it. Like, make this game with like this could be this could be a cell phone game at this point with like the level of technology we have. Make it a mobile game. I'll well, I'll play it. Well, we can learn how to code and then get the permissions, and then we could become rich, John. 
Only if I don't know if he's still with us. Only if Dan O'Hurley is Greg and is giving me like <laughs> giving you like pointers. He has to be the, the voice. The voice and like the... yeah, like in like Fox Star Fox, where it's like, oh yeah, no, I need him I like think, I need no, him popping passed. up and yeah, I need him popping up and giving me like yeah. pointers or tips or like instructions. Um otherwise what are we doing? <laughs> yeah that's true it needs to be have... in combat missions Grig and then non-combat missions it's Centauri yeah like, navigating the Star League society uh <laughs> <laughs> now now okay I've come back around I'm with John I want that game I need that game <laughs> I want I want a game with they... my two my two sci-fi uncles to be to to be my uh <laughs> guides through those I'm, different I'm gonna say this like it's easy but I know it probably takes some work to do. Mm-hmm. But you could even take the old 90s X-Wing or TIE Fighter games mm-hmm. and just do a mod where you, like, you reskin it. Don't change anything about the game engine. Just make the graphics look more like you're in a Gunstar instead of an X-Wing. And your display, mm-hmm. your heads-up display, just match that. Yeah. And, and, and you're set. Because that literally is the same thing as doing that i mean maybe if you want to modernize it so it also works with oculus rift you can Uh get yourself into one of those little do they still have those those gyroscopic harnesses that you can get into and you like rotate in all directions like lawnmower man man that's another one we got to cover someday oh no Um, do you though (laughs) well just the first one not the sequels there's sequels (laughs) oh yeah there's more than one the first one's got Pierce Brosnan and I uh, can't remember the name of the other guy, Jeff Fahey. Fahey? I think so. Yeah, just Jeff Fahey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> why, why, why do I do this podcast? <laughs> um, because people need to listen. People need to listen. People need to know whether or not these um, old VHS are gems or not. And I actually, I had a good time watching this. I, I do consider this maybe not a diamond, but like a, like a garnet or an oval. <laughs> like it's, it's a topaz. It's, it's a topaz. It's a big just, one, though. It's, like, it's, it's got not, a lot of carrots. It's not as shiny, but it's it's still pretty good. <laughs> Could use some improvements and polishing, though. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it was all the stuff we talked about. Or if you want to, you can definitely pull the part apart. You can definitely pull the plot apart without too much effort. But it wasn't boring. Yeah, to watch it, it had was, it, it had some yeah. good character writing. I would mm-hmm. say mainly side character writing, but yeah, Greg yes. was excellent. Centauri was excellent. Um. The, the little trailer park community was just adorable too. Right. <laughs> and some of the beta stuff was weird, but the, the kind of the, the humor of the beta stuff was, was interesting that with the little brother and the playboy magazine references and all that stuff, yeah. just go to bed or else I'm going to tell mom this just, it was, it was just a fun watch. Turn your brain off. Watch though. <laughs> Don't, yeah. Don't nitpick this one. What yeah, do you think? Want to find John? flaws? You will. Find we say them. as we just nitpicked it for. Yeah, I know. Like, 
<laughs> no, yeah. This the, one of the things that I really liked about this growing up, without even realizing it, is that as someone that grew up in or around trailer parks, I was like, yeah, that feels very like home. It was like I definitely have that mentality, you know. It's it's detrimental, and I don't know why it is that we have this, but I've seen this also done in other movies. Waiting. Waiting is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with Justin Long and Ryan Reynolds. And there's a scene in Waiting that really felt like it kicked me in the ass because I was like, holy shit, like, this, is, this is it. This is the problem. And it's essentially the, the, the last Starfighter fantasy of uh-huh. somebody recognizing your talent or your skill. And yeah. then recruiting you for that, where mm-hmm. Justin Long is serving like a bunch of businessmen, and he impresses one of them because mm-hmm. he has a really good memory. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, like I like this guy. Let me give him my business card. I hope he calls me because I I want to talk to him about his future." And Justin Long at first is excited because I was like, "Oh wow, like what could this possibly be for?" And then he he crumples up the business card because he's just a manager from a different restaurant. They just thought, mm-hmm. oh, you would be, I could use you at my place. That's what it is. And yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like waiting till somebody actually sees the good in you is pointless. You have to go out there and take it. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that 20 years ago. I still haven't applied it, but someday. <laughs> I, I know the lesson. I just, <laughs> that it's is doing my problem. the lesson that, that I have an issue. Yes. Is, is how to make it work that I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's what See, it's like therapy. to be a millennial <laughs> nowadays. So, so. yeah, forty yeah, is the new thirty. Yes, yes. Make affordable <laughs> therapy. Affordable therapy. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Anyways, so any, anything else? The last Starfighter. Any last? We're ready to wrap this up. I think we're ready to wrap this up. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pat, for joining us. It was an honor to have you. Um, Where can people find you? Yeah. So um, I am most active online on Twitter at the, at the Pat Edwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything's the same across, you know, Instagram is at the Pat Edwards. My website is the Pat Edwards.com. Um, I'm most active there and you, let me do, I can do a quick rundown of the stuff I do. Yes. And, uh, so when, when does this episode come out roughly? <sighs> what John, what was just released? You know, more than I do. I cannot keep up. I, I can make it easy. Is it going to be before or after October 5th? I think it's going to be before it's going if you were i'll just i'll do both if you are listening <laughs> to this before october 5th 2021 you can pre-order the update this new version of my first novel space tripping and use if you go to my twitter mm-hmm. at the pedowers.com and go to the link on my pinned tweet it takes you to my publisher black rose writing and you can pre-order the book before October 5th and use the code pre-order 2021, all one word to get 15% off. If it's after October 5th, it's out. It's everywhere. You can buy it from the publisher directly, Black Rose Writing or Amazon or your local bookstore, Barnes and Noble, like go get it. We're going to, you know, it'll be paper book, paper book, paperback. Uh, 
ebook, audiobook, a new version of the audiobook. So so Space Tripping was released, the first book, a few a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I have changed publishers. We yeah. re-released it. There's a new short story uh, at the end of this version that's not in the original version. Ah. And then the sequel, Space Tripping 2, colon, The Chaser, is going to come out in December of 2021 and also become available for pre-order October 5th. All right. So that's sorry that was really but <laughs> go to the padwords.com or at the padwords cuz I write also independent like D&D books and I had this huge epic uh campaign called the Red Opera last year that's now Ooh. out and available it was we were I was hired by a, a metal band a band called Dia Morte we turned their album into a campaign this is massive 200,000 word campaign book um but that has music like a soundtrack to it Ooh. and you can go Ooh. buy that um tons of custom classes you know original classes and items and things like that out there check that out uh listen to you like movies you like movies from this era listen to let's rewatch our format's a little different what we do is we're gonna talk about a movie we haven't seen in a while we talk about it for a little bit having not watched it yet pause the recording go watch it right and then right then and there and then come right back seconds after finishing it to talk about it in the moment um like fresh like yeah like so it's kind of like there's two halves of the show there's like before we watch it and we make bold predictions like this movie's gonna suck this movie's gonna rule (laughs) and then we come back like i was totally right or i was totally wrong um but uh check out let's rewatch yeah really really close to what we do although you guys you do more modern flicks too though yeah our it it, our it's not even that hard a faster rule it's we like them to be at least 10 years old the movies so we can still do pretty recent movies Ah. Um, or sometimes we'll blend bend the rules for certain reasons or not yeah all right so that's where you can find pat um john where can people find you if you must you can find me on twitter i am at magic bollocks (laughs) and you can find me on twitter as at jm belly Bailey writes. Um, you can find archives of this podcast and other podcasts that John and I are on on geekalitemedia.com. Um, you can also find us uh, as at geekalitemedia on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash geekalitemedia. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's a huge help. And if interested, please join us on our Patreon page, um, Geek Elite Media there, where you can get early access to episodes and some bonus action sneak peeks, fun random stuff that we do sometimes. Um, and until then, this is VHS Gems. Um, always remember to geek out. Geek out. <laughs> Sorry, Pat, I forgot to tell you. We ended up geek out. <laughs> geek out. Editor, put that in. Mitch, it's you. Do it. This concludes our broadcast. 